What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. That's H-A-W-G sports.com. Today, we'll talk Razorback baseball with Pete Roulier, talk about this Ole Miss Super Regional. Danny West is going to jump in, talk Razorback football and basketball recruiting. And, of course, we'll talk about Razorback football and basketball in a more general sense, roster management type of stuff. All that's happening more on Hog Sports Live. So uh, before we get started here, I want to go ahead and encourage everybody to throw us a thumbs up. If you like the content that we produce, you can listen to the podcast several different ways. Facebook Live here, YouTube, it'll be uploaded there. You should subscribe to that channel. And of course, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. So several different ways to watch and listen. And uh, if you're listening on podcasts, throw us five stars, throw us a review. If you like the kind of content we do, we like to continue to do it. So Getting more people to listen helps. So grassroots type of stuff, tell your friends and family, send them a link to the show on Facebook Live or Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whichever way. Um, and go ahead and start getting some questions in here for Danny West, Pete Roulier. They're, uh, they're going to answer some questions. If you've got any questions for me, I'll be happy to answer those as well. So first we're going to bring in Pete. Pete is our lead baseball guy, baseball beat writer for hogsports.com. You can read him stuff, his stuff at hawgsports.com. Pete, how's it going, man? No, there's a lot going on this weekend. Uh, obviously, the Super Regional's coming up, and I don't know if this is necessary, but there's some people that may be casual fans that the, the baseball format's kind of hard to understand for the postseason. So just a quick rewind. Regionals last weekend, four teams, uh, 16 teams, so those four teams come in. Arkansas got out of that. They uh, took care of business against Central Connecticut, TCU, Cal was limited as well. So they're moving on to Super Regional, which is just a three-game series that Arkansas is going to be hosting against Ole Miss for a chance to go to Omaha. So that's the quick recap of what's going on. So Arkansas and Ole, a lot of people are ticked off because Arkansas has to play Ole Miss and Ole Miss took them at home. And I oh, guess what are they ticked off too? Where they went three, three out of two, three out of five against Arkansas this year. Yep, they uh, took two out of three and bombed, and then they mm. split at the SEC tournament. I mean, it's kind of like. You know, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit, as my six-year-old likes to say. I mean, last year they had right. they played South Carolina and they, you know, they had a winning record against South Carolina last year. So it's kind of like, uh-huh. you know, I mean, sometimes it works out great, sometimes it doesn't. With baseball, you know, the best team doesn't always win. You got to get lucky, you know, kind of anyway. But um, uh-huh. let's just talk Let's talk about that series. So they, they, they played Ole Miss and Fayetteville three games and then played them twice in the, in the SEC tournament. Is that right? That's right, yeah. So uh... – I thought I had it. Yeah, so um, Arkansas took the first game of the uh, series in here in Baum. It was March 29th through March 31st. Um, took the first series, the first game of the series, and lost in Vex two. And then Arkansas, um, I think it was yeah, Patrick Wicklander pitched the first in the SEC uh, tournament and beat Ole Miss. And then Ole Miss came back to beat them. All of these games have been close games, and um, specifically, specifically the March 30th game, which is the second game of the series of Baum, was a four to three game, and then. Uh, I think it was in the top of the eighth. Uh, Ole Miss broke through, and then Arkansas couldn't find the bats in the uh, later innings. So these have all been close games, and like you said, it is baseball. And every baseball player is quick to remind you in a post-game press conference, we say, what happened? And they say, it's just baseball. So um, in terms of the matchup, I think it's a pretty good matchup. Um, Ole Miss, the thing about Ole Miss is they're an experienced team, and that helps them. And they're the only team that's come in and beat Arkansas at bomb. So. The, the, the crowd they're used to playing in front of these SEC type crowds. So I think that's what a disappointed deviation about the uh, draws because some of these other teams that aren't used to be playing in front of crowds of like 10,000, yeah. 11,000, that's the advantage you get when you, uh, in these regionals and super regionals. And 
Ole Miss isn't scared, and, and they know that they're only the only team uh, this season to come and beat Arkansas bomb. So that's that's the big disadvantage in terms of pitching. I think uh, Arkansas the starters had one of the best. I think their best weekend last weekend in the regional. Lick Lander Noland and um, Campbell all pitched gems, especially Campbell who won and got the uh, tournament MVP. And then you got um, for Ole Miss. Um, specifically Will Etheridge and Gunnar Hogland. I think the funny thing about Gunnar Hogland is uh, DVH said he's the best freshman pitcher he's faced. And he thinks he's the best freshman pitcher in the SEC. And he's saying that when he's got Carnold and Patrick Wicklander on his team. And he's faced aces from Vanderbilt. I mean, that's that's a pretty big uh, praise. So he knows what he's getting into. And he's he's excited about the opportunity. I think everybody is. And it is a pretty unique opportunity that you get to uh, – chance to redeem yourself in a super regional against uh Ole Miss so everyone's really excited sold out in 10 hours I don't know if you mm. saw that that's yeah, pretty crazy yeah no primetime games though I like what Jack Kenley says uh Scotty Borgland awesome. tweeted this out it's uh, uh primetime is whenever we play that's awesome Jack Kenley's been dropping gems all year long I remember when uh somebody somebody asked him uh you, did you expect to hit all these home runs and he said something along the lines of I always expect that or something like that. Yeah. It was just, it was another gem. Yeah. He does what to say, man, to get the people going. That reminds me of what Ryan Mallett said a few years ago in an interview when um, somebody was asking him, maybe Aaron Andrews, uh, did you think you were going to be this good? And he's like, well, I didn't think I was going to suck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, you just gotta, you gotta tell the people what you think, man. Yeah. So yeah, that was a great quote. So uh, once again, Pete Roulier joining us from hogsports.com. You can read all his stuff at hawgsports.com. Part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Pete's been with us for a few months now and doing a great job over there. Uh, so Major League Baseball draft. Are you, am I the only sure. person that doesn't like that this is in the middle of the postseason? I mean, like there was a kid – Danny was telling me there was a kid at Stanford um, – several days ago that right. was drafted in the middle of his game kind of came out and gave well, you know like what was, is, uh, can you imagine on deck circle college football and, uh, like in the middle of the sec championship game and alabama <laughs> players are getting drafted what nick saban would have to say about that and it's what, well, what what's the yeah. point just so guys can get there a week or two earlier i mean come on that, to answer your question you're not the only one that hates it i think everyone that's involved with the, the draft and the and then the college rankings, at least, hates mm-hmm. it because, I mean, that's really the only place it affects in, in those terms. But, yeah, the Stanford kid was on deck, and I think the, the story goes the uh, opposing team called a mound visit, and then his coach walked up to him and said, I guess no better time than now. Hey, man, you're just drafted. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> About to go, uh, to go try to win a regional. So, uh, well, speaking, yeah, no, no. Speaking of drafts, yeah, I was I was going to segue you into Arkansas um, and mm-hmm. seven players being drafted into the major leagues uh, over the weekend, over the week, weekend, both. <laughs> yeah, so I'll go ahead and start from the top. Dominic Fletcher was the first uh, player drafted. I think everyone was a little surprised it wasn't Campbell that, w- that went first, but he went the next uh, pick. So Fletcher got picked uh, 75th overall by the Diamondbacks. Um, it's going to be tough to see him go. He's kind of been a staple in center field and makes everything look easy, and it's just been – He's been a treat for pitchers to have for years, and he's going to be a good player in the in the majors. I think his brother David Fletcher even is a good player for the for the Angels. And of course, Campbell went Arkansas's ace. He's had an amazing redemption story. Um, kind of had a shaky season last year, and has been nothing short of an ace for Arkansas this year. It's been incredible. And then uh, it took a little while, but then in round four, the Nationals picked up uh, Cronin, Arkansas's closer, of course. Um, He's had 12 saves this year, broke a school record with 14 last year. Um, he's got an amazing fastball that everyone knows about. They still they know he's going to throw it, still can't catch up to it. And he's been working on his breaking ball, so 
if he gets his breaking ball going, he's going to probably probably be a pro pretty soon. And then uh, the guy we were just talking about, Jack Henley, went in the eighth round. So four rounds later, Henley goes in the eighth, uh, the second position player taken. Um, he, he's another guy that's had a breakout year. That's kind of the theme. All these juniors have had a breakout year, and it really helps them get some cash. Uh, so Kenley goes, uh, Arkansas second baseman. Next up was the 249th pick by the Rockies, Jacob Kostyshock. Um, he was hurt a little bit in the middle of the year. Um, started at the beginning of the year, started in the very first series, but uh, moved to the bullpen, and he's just six. Uh, I think he's six six, like 285 or something like that. Just a big body guy that um, he's, if he grows in his body, he can he's gonna have some uh, some velo. And then Cody Scroggins was next up. Uh, I wrote about that at hogsports.com yeah. if you want to check it out. Just a pretty incredible journey. Started out playing infield for the Hogs. Um, actually, Wes Johnson, the old pitching coach here, he started doing analytics, and Cody Scroggs thought that was kind of cool. And he pitched a little bit in high school, but really moved over there sophomore year. Had Tommy John and came back uh, last year through a little bit, but this year really came to his own. Like, kind of like Kossi Shock was a starter for a little bit, then went to the bullpen and I asked him about it I had a chance to talk to Cody and he said the bullpen is where he wants to be and that's that's what's going to get him paid so he's going to stick over there and I'm, I'm happy for the local Bentonville product and then the uh, last hog that was drafted was Plunkett by the Dodgers in the 20th round and of course he's a backup catcher the, the funny story about this is I don't think he's going to be a position player um DVH said he threw a 97 per hour uh, bullpen session a couple weeks ago so He's drafted there just based on potential, so that was kind mm-hmm. of a uh, surprise pick there at 20. But a couple snubs. I don't know if you want to get into that. I thought um, most importantly, a lot of people were expecting Trevor Rizel, the uh, graduate transfer senior that's been playing first base for Arkansas. I He's been hitting the leadoff spot, and he's got the, probably the best baseball IQ for the Razorbacks, and, and I think he's a pro, but uh, unfortunately he's he's 5'8". Mm-hmm. Um, he's, got a, he's got an arm that he hasn't quite uh, – been able to get up to speed and usually he's a second baseman but that's kind of a bummer for him i mean being a senior not getting drafted but maybe it'll light some fire uh for the super regional against Ole miss coming up so yeah. that's kind of the quick recap for you what are you thinking about this weekend i mean it's going to be a great crowd it's 11 o'clock game saturday i guess and um i guess just go over the schedule real quick and um i don't know what you're what, what are you projecting happens this weekend I think Arkansas is going to get it done. It's way too hard to beat a team of this caliber. Caliber, sorry, caliber um, in two series at home. I think that's just almost impossible to do. So I think Arkansas is the upper hand in that regard. They're, they're just due. Um, and I think the starting pitching for Arkansas has been, like I said in the regional last week, is probably the best I've ever seen it um, this season. Just with the two freshmen finally settling in with Glander and the Nolan. Zay's been great all year. Um, and then the bullpen for Arkansas is. Fully healthy, and you got three. I mentioned three relievers just then that all went in the top ten, uh, top ten rounds of the MLB draft, and um, those are guys that really you haven't really seen go long uh, this season. But if needed, they can. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if one of Wickland or Nolan gets in trouble, I think you got a great little backup plan there with those guys, either Scroggins, um, Costi, or Cronin, and then of course there's even Kevin Copps who's been pitching well and. Uh, Cole Ramage if you need him so you got a pretty deep bullpen and then um, the, the lineup has been a little bit quiet as of late but everyone's seen what they can do and they obviously turn it on when they're in bomb so the fact that they're going to be at home and Casey Martin is so overdue for a hit I feel like he's going to have a breakout series the top of the lineup can get going the bottom lineup might pick him up a little bit but I feel like Arkansas really does have the upper hand 
despite the fact that Ole Miss isn't scared to come into bombs. So it's mm. going to be a fun series. I think probably the best matchup in the Super Regionals out of all of them. All right, Pete. Well, man, I appreciate you joining us on Hog Sports Live. And, again, you can go to hawgsports.com and, uh, and read all of Pete's stuff. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, no problem. Take it easy, Trey. All right, that was Pete Roulier with hogsports.com. One more time, you know, we we want to get the message out there. We want to we want to make sure people are listening to the show, they're aware of the show. The response has been great. We get more and more listens every single week. But Facebook Live, YouTube, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel or the Facebook Live channel, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. We throw up all kinds of links on Twitter and stuff in case you forget afterwards. Be sure to throw us that thumbs up if you like the content, if you haven't done so already. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd love to have five stars and a review from you. Again, helps us get our message out there. We like doing the show, and we want to continue doing the show. All right, before we continue on, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, Trey Biddy with hogsports.com back with you now. Let's get to a couple of questions, actually. See if I can answer anything before we bring Danny West in. Kyle Clem says, lost in everything is K.J. Jefferson. He was looking to play right off the bat, and now seems and now it seems like multiple years on the bench. Any concern someone like that transferring? They were very upfront with K.J. Jefferson about their needs in the offseason, and you know, so that wasn't something they just like sprung on him. But with K.J., despite he's like the all-time leading passer in Mississippi history, he has some areas where he needs to improve. You know, his throwing mechanics, he has a little bit of a hitch in his throwing motion. So uh, by that, I mean he just kind of – from here, he kind of brings the ball straight back. For those who can't listen, I'm just, you know, you, you want to bring that arm parallel and, you know, it's kind of a whipping motion. It gives you more velocity. It's nowhere like what Ty Story had. You know, there's two different – issues with throwing motions that most people point out the loop where you drop the ball down kind of more like baseball which is just a wasted motion for football and then uh, the hitch where you don't you know bring it out your arm parallel and um, you know so uh, there's some things that he can work on mechanically he's not one of these farm raised quarterbacks that grew up with a quarterback coach or dad was a coach and traveled all around the country you know he's from Sardis Mississippi so the thing that's intriguing about KJ is he's got wheels he's got a good arm he's very accurate he's got a lot of upside but he is definitely unpolished so uh, that's something to uh, to watch even if he had even if KJ had enrolled in the spring still the odds are against him starting right off the bat like that um, and nobody Virtually nobody starts um, after enrolling um, and missing the spring as a freshman. Okay, let's go ahead and bring in Danny West. Let me bring his graphic up, and we'll get Danny on the horn for you. What's up, man? 
What's up? Danny West on the phone with us. You, you can read Danny's stuff at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. And uh, he's our main, main recruiting guy, been with us for about a decade and, and longer than that on the message board. Nobody covers recruiting like Danny West. So, Danny, I want to jump into a couple things. That's not the right graphic. That's Pete Rouillet. There's Danny West. I uh, want to jump in with some things for you. First of all, there was a specialist camp over the weekend, and um, you, you had a few notes out of that. I didn't want to get into the specialist camp just yet, but uh, Chandler Morris was there throwing around inside the indoor facility. Um, and we're thinking he's probably going to be the quarterback in this class. Nothing official on that, but that's, that's kind of what we're, we're thinking. Uh, Torian Carter and Enoch Jackson out of Mansfield Legacy arrived to enroll. Is that everybody that's enrolled now? Is that everybody? That's it. Okay. That's it. I, we were uh, actually at the camp, and I heard Ron Cooper say uh, Torian and Enoch just arrived. So mm. uh, you've got Luke Jones. You've got Traylon Smith, the transfers, obviously. Now your kicker, um, I forget his name, Trey. Jared Sackett, yeah. uh, UTSA kicker, transfer. He's actually coming in at the start of fall camp, so it's going to be a little bit on him. But, yeah, everybody else is here. Okay, good deal. And um, you said Zach Hawker, Zach Hawker and Brett Good were help working the camp, two guys that made it to the NFL. Yeah. You know, I think people forget about Brett Good, how long he went in the NFL. He had quite a career. Yeah, he did. That's a pretty Packers. good job, too, you think about it, man. Not a bad gig. <laughs> oh, gosh, time, that's uh, the best gig. I was thinking, yeah. like, a punter like a punter would be a good job, but even then, you, have, you definitely field goal kicker is not the job you want. There's so much pressure. Right. Everybody hates you when, when you miss, and it's impossible to expect everybody to make every kick under pressure like that. But um, people will hate you, but punter's a, a pretty pretty easy job. But deep snapper, deep snapper's pretty good, especially yeah. if you're consistent at it. So Arkansas football schedules a three-game series with Memphis. What are you, what are you thinking on that, Danny? Good series? Well – yeah, I'm fine with it. You know, I thought it, helps it was helps to get into Memphis. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that stuff's a, maybe a little bit far fetched. You know, I mean, yeah. we're talking about three games, one a year, obviously. I, mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm not sure you can uh, put a whole lot of stock into that. But for yeah, that one day, uh, you know, really going into that one week, whether the game is there or the two games here, yeah, you could talk about it with recruits and uh, obviously bring them to the game and. Mm-hmm. So that would be a cool deal there. But I'm all for it, man. I'm just curious if, if uh, Norvell is still going to be the Memphis coach yeah. by the time these games roll around. I was about to ask you, is there any recruits in the class of 2026 of this might impact? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have to text some of these uh, sixth graders later on Yeah, so see what's happening. It's September 20th, 2025. That's not even in the evaluation period, so it's not like they can go to Memphis yeah. and then hit the road after that. So September 20th, 2025. Uh, and then September 26, 2026, and then again September 9th, 2028 is when that schedule is. Segue, good segue here into Memphis targets and others headed back to Fayetteville. You had an article on uh, the Briarcrest crew, Jamari Small, Amari Thomas, uh, Rodney Newsom, and Reginald Neely uh, planning a visit. Yeah, well, uh, you know, obviously Jabari and Omari and uh... They're long-time targets of Arkansas been high on their board for well over a year. So, uh, you know, both those guys have been here quite a bit. So, you know, anytime you can get them back on their own dime, you know, I think it's uh, it's pretty telling that Arkansas is still very much in the mix for both of those guys. I really like Omari, and I'm not sure if I like him on offense or defense. And I'm not sure Arkansas has decided that yet either, but 
all you know is you really, really like him. And uh, Jabari, man, he's he's really blown up. Mm-hmm. You know, he came to camp as a cornerback prospect last year. They offered him. And then, you know, now you look up and uh, Michigan just offered, I think, uh, Ole Miss, uh, Tennessee. So a lot of schools coming out for Jabari. And he's, you know, kind of a, a bloodline type guy. His dad played in the SEC, was an all-conference wide receiver. He had two uncles. And I want to say that they, they all three played for three different schools. Mm-hmm. That was Ole Miss, Georgia, and Florida. So good bloodlines there for, for Jabari. All right, you had a, an article also on a couple of uh, Oklahoma products, Javion Hunt and uh, Kiwan. Is that right, Parker? Who, who, Kiwan. Who, who just uh, I'm going with Kiwan. Go yeah. with Kiwan, that's official. Yeah, these two guys, uh, kind of an interesting deal with uh, Kawan. He was just offered last Saturday. So over the weekend, they, they offered him. He's a 5'11", 185-pound corner mm-hmm. out of Booker T. Washington High School there in Tulsa. And uh, he and Javon, or Javion, I'm sorry, a kid out of Oklahoma City, Carl Albert High School, uh, uh, Javion Hunt is actually a four-star already by 24-7 sports Six foot, 195, they're looking at him for a running back spot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Mark Smith has been recruiting these guys, and obviously they're they're Oklahoma guys, so Coach Lunny is going to be recruiting them as well. So, of them, we've, we've actually got a story, I think, on the uh, on the front page right yeah. now. I talked to both of those guys yesterday. And, you know, it's still a long way out, 2021 20, targets, but it seemed like they really enjoyed it here. So, a couple of guys to keep your, keep your eye on. Danny West, all his articles are on hogsports.com. Danny's, most of his articles are VIP recruiting stuff, insider information that you just can't get other places. So if, you, if you're if you the kind of fan that just can't get enough recruiting news, hogsports.com is the right place for you. It's a dollar right now. You can sign up for your first month for $1. And you can also sign up for a year and get 30% off your first year and get a seven-day free trial with that. So almost nothing to lose to try us out, especially with the with the year option. And a lot of stuff about to start coming up, and we'll get into that here in a second. Um, but you can also, I want to remind everybody to um, throw us five stars if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. If you're watching Facebook Live or YouTube, throw us a thumbs up, a heart. Only if you like what we're doing. If you don't like what we're doing, you don't want to help us get our message out, then don't bother. But if you do like what we're doing, we would love to have uh, like, share, follow, comment, all that kind of stuff helps us do that. So, um, Danny, next up on the docket for you is a little bit of running back recruiting. Now, you've got 16 running backs on the Big Red Recruiting Board, which is another <laughs> VIP article, and I think like maybe like six of them or something, maybe more than that, are listed as warm. Nobody listed as hot, but uh, Arkansas just made the cut for John Gent- John Gentry, uh, a running back out of North Shore High School in Houston, um, who is really well-regarded on 24-7, not across the board, but on 24-7 he's, uh, he's, he's well-regarded recruit. Arkansas is actually his only – uh, power five team in that top five um, so there's him and then uh, Janari Dean trimmed his list of five schools and so that's a couple of guys that are starting to narrow things down a little bit but I mean I don't know about you you probably believe the same things I do Georgia Georgia Mississippi State probably for for Dean if you had to guess right now right where, where is Arkansas at at running back recruiting yeah actually uh, actually just put in a pick a couple of days ago on Janari I think he's filling Mississippi State Mm-hmm. They're going to be really tough to beat for Janari Dean. So, do they want uh, him at got, running back like Arkansas does? Uh, no, I think they want him at a uh, at defensive back. And just to clear that up, mm-hmm. if, if Janari Dean wanted to come to Arkansas, 
they would pretty much, you know, if he wanted to punt, they would let him punt. I mean, I've seen a lot of people throw that out there. Why are we not giving him what he wants? They want the kid. Mm. Make no mistake about it. They would let him play, you know, whatever he wants. They think he's a freak. Mm. They really do. A lot of people in that Batesville, Mississippi area, they think he's got a shot to be, you know, one of the best to ever come out of there. And there's a lot of talent in that Batesville, you know, South Panola area. So, yeah, I've got him trending down. Uh, I'm actually working on the new updated offensive Big Red board at the moment. And uh, uh, Savion Morrison got him trending down at this point. I think he's filling Missouri a little bit. They've done a good job with Savion, kid out of Tulsa, Edison. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, But, yeah, still a whole lot of warm, warm prospects right now. Isaiah Jacobs, Javion Sunday is coming off the board. He actually just committed to somebody. Uh, I've got to take him off. Uh, Cavantre, uh Bradford, kid out of Lancaster, Texas. Dylan Johnson, Calvante Dixon, Taj Brooks. I just talked to Taj again yesterday. Jordan Ingram told me he wants to come up soon. He actually hit me up in the DM over the weekend. John Gentry, as you mentioned, and uh, we've talked about Jabari Small. So still, uh, still warm on a lot of guys. It's uh, I, I still think they're going to sign two. Mm-hmm. Trey and again, it wouldn't surprise me if one of those guys might be a JUCO yeah. type guy. So right now, I guess so. In the in the 2019 class, they have 27 players that are counting against that class, and Luke Jones and Traylon Smith right now, we believe, are going to be like blue shirts and count ahead to the 2020 class. But if they don't find a linebacker or a cornerback like they want, an older linebacker, cornerback. Then you can count those guys back, I guess, right? Is that you think that'd be the plan? Count Luke Jones and Traylon Smith to the actual 2019 class? I'll be honest with you, I would have to check. You know, there's a, and you know, it's been a fluid situation. I think they've got a lot of different options going mm-hmm. on. So I, the, the reason I'm avoiding uh, the question is because I don't think they've even decided yet what they're going to do, and, and it really comes down to who else can they find, right? You know, in, in the summer here. So I don't think that's been decided yet well speaking of who they're going to find i mean just talking with you the other day it's you know it feels like one quarterback in this class three running backs including trailing so let's just say they they those guys count to 2020 one quarterback three running backs four wide receivers four offensive linemen and i'm including again trailing smith and luke jones so three um other offensive linemen one defensive tackle two defensive ends four linebackers two safeties and five cornerback oh, cool. nickel types. Do what? Four linebackers, huh? Well, Jashad Stewart, right? You count him as a linebacker or an edge guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah linebacker so, probably. Yeah, so I'm thinking four. I, I guess three. Here's the deal. That's 28, okay? They can only bring in 25 next year and at most 27 if they end up counting Luke Jones and Traylon Smith to 2019. So 25 sure. to 27. So something's got to give a little bit there. And just the way that they've recruited linebacker numbers-wise – I don't know. I feel like they need they to oversign. Let's oversign. <laughs> Let's have them oversign one time at linebacker for the first time yeah. in a decade. decade. I mean, <laughs> probably probably yeah. longer than that. But, uh, I mean, you look at the linebacker situation, they get somebody hurt, they're in trouble, man. Or if if uh, 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 Bumper Pool Bumper. Isn't, the, isn't the stud that we think he can be based on, you know, what we saw last year with some flashes, um, you know, they'd be in trouble if they, you know, somebody goes down or something. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, man. I don't know what they're going to do. You know, uh, I'm sitting here looking at a tweet about Scooter Harris. Apparently, he was 
rated the top run stopping yeah, linebacker in the that. SEC or something. Yeah, man. I mean, you knock on wood as hard as you can that that guy stays healthy because that is a sketchy, scary situation at linebacker right well, now. Well, one of the things that's kind of misleading a little bit, you know, and this isn't taking anything away from Dijon, of course, but when you see a linebacker that's leading the SEC in tackles. A lot of times that means your defense is out on the field a long time and that your linebackers are playing too many snaps. I mean, 90% yeah. of the snaps is too much. And that's what they'll do again if if those guys stay healthy. You're going to play 90-something percent of snaps and get to the fourth quarter. You're not the same guy you were in the first quarter because you weren't rested enough. And that's something that Alabama's been able to do for years and years. They sit there and they play with you. And then in the fourth quarter, their guys are more rested, more talented, and yeah. that, that's where they win the game late. Second half of the third quarter to the fourth quarter, usually where Alabama um, and the slow death comes in of Alabama. So, Danny, uh, a lot of camps coming up. I mean, next week is camp week, really. I mean, it's become yeah. what is camp week. You've got – you had the specialist camp, so you can talk a little bit about maybe a couple of the guys. Maybe I think you had a, a kicker and a, and a snapper that stood out to you. Um, they've got the uh, – the camp up next is June 9th. It's the Big Cat Mega Camp. Is that in Memphis, I guess? Um, yeah, that'll be uh, this Saturday. Yeah, and then you've got the youth camp on the 10th, and then 10th, 11th, high school overnight camp, 12th to 13th, junior high overnight camp, 12th to 14th is um, the final spring official visit. So uh, I guess uh, that's that visit weekend, the 12th through 14th, there's a ding, 12th to 14th. Um, what are you thinking uh, on, on that weekend? Um, maybe a handful. Uh, right now, I think it stands at three guys confirmed. Mason Mangum, who's mm-hmm. obviously you know already committed to Arkansas, wide receiver out of Austin, Westlake. Uh, Blaine Toll, big-timer right here in our state. He's, he's expected to be up. And then John Gentry, the running back that we talked about um, uh, out of Houston, just named his top five the other day. He's actually coming in next week for that official visit. You mentioned the uh, the camps coming up next week. Mm-hmm. The 14th, I, I want to say that's next Friday. Uh, you've got the yeah. Elite Passing Academy and the uh, Trench Hogs offensive line, defensive line camp. So that'll be a good one. But really, man, it all comes down to that June 15th date, uh, the Saturday Hog Wild Elite Camp. That's going to be a big one. Mm-hmm. You know, you got so many in-state programs coming up here. Different coaches are going to be able to put eyes on these guys, and I think they're expecting a really big turnout for that one. And like we were saying, it's fine if you have 700-something kids up here for that one. Like the one they had in Little Rock that was similar, I mean, it was basically the same thing, but there's one field for all those kids. And in Fayetteville, you're going to have two outdoor practice fields, the Walker Pavilion, obviously the game fields being – grass is being installed, so they won't use that. But three fields is is much more manageable. Shifting gears a little bit, Danny, basketball – Arkansas or a 24/7 Sports released the uh, the new top 24/7 ranking, and there were several guys. I actually um, overlooked some of them. Jalen Williams, for example, you know, I was just looking at the top 100. Yeah. But uh, you've got some some uh, big time talents, especially guys with Arkansas ties in that top 100, and, and even beyond the beyond that. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. You know, we we talk so much about Kyrie Walker, uh, the kid out of Phoenix mm-hmm. Hillcrest Prep out there. You remember when Eric Musselman, it was like an hour before his introductory press conference, he extended two offers, one to Kyrie Walker, who, you know, these, and the other was uh, Dalen, his teammate. Both those guys had already been offered by Musselman mm-hmm. at Nevada, obviously, but that was their official, we want you here too. But, you know, I looked up yesterday and kind of surprisingly, uh, Dalen Terry has actually passed Kyrie Walker in the ranking. So uh, Terry moved up to number 25 
Walker is is right behind him at 32. So I think Arkansas has got a shot at both of those guys based on everything we've heard. You you mentioned the in-state guys. Uh, you know, I still consider Moses Moody kind of an in-state guy, very notable uh, Arkansas ties there. So he comes in at number 38. Uh, Matthew Morrell, a kid out of Memphis, he actually just announced his transfer from Whitehaven to uh, IMG Academy. So he's he's going down to Florida too. But I think he's at number 57. You mentioned Jalen Williams, kid out of Fort Smith Northside. Comes in at number uh, 76 this time. Uh, Chris Moore made the list, at top 100 list at number 88. There was somebody else right outside the uh, top 100. Oh, Gerald Dokes yeah. from uh, Jacksonville. Uh, he's at uh, number 111 this time around. So, yeah, good group there, man. Uh, I mean, you talk about taking over a program at a really good time. Mm-hmm. That's a good core of uh, 2020 guys. And That's obviously, you have. yeah, you got to have that and then mix it in with some of the guys that uh, you were in on at your previous institution there. So maybe mix that up and get a, a really, really top rated class, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for 20. It's kind of interesting how basketball is kind of, you know, there's a lot of basketball recruiting in football. You know, you've got the camp stuff. Basketball's been a little bit quiet, but, I mean, you look at what Musselman has done in a short amount of time here, adding Jimmy Witt, Isaiah Moss, Gene Dalsilla, uh, Connor Vanover, and, you know, in addition to Chris Crutchfield, Corey Williams, and uh, uh, yeah. uh, Moser. So, um, you know, he's been on the ball uh, getting stuff done in basketball. I guess I guess he's done. needs a vacation. Uh, he- Already? Vacation. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think so. He's <laughs> earned it. What's he been here? Two months. I want to say two months to the day. Yeah. But he's he's just been nonstop, man. He has. Well, no, you're let's right. Let's give him a couple days. Give him a couple days off. I want to get to some of these <laughs> questions for you, Danny. We can kind of rapid fire these if you want. Um, cool. We had a question about whether or not Arkansas is going to offer John Oliver out of West Helena. I know your answer on that. Yeah, that's that's not – Yeah, don't I don't see, think that's in the cards. Don't see that one happening, but that one gets asked a lot. Um so Cody Tober wants to know, uh, Crawford posted several pictures from his LSU visit. Is he still pretty solid with Arkansas? Yeah, yeah, I've been exchanging a few messages with Tychius. He's a guy that no, – no. Oh, know, yeah, Tychius, yeah, sorry. Yeah, he uh, – uh, you know, I, I think he hasn't traveled a whole lot. And mm-hmm. you've, you've got an opportunity to get out and see some things that you've never seen before. I think they're fine, you know, with Tychius. But, hey, you never know. I mean, it is recruiting. Uh, you know, a lot of big time schools on the table for for Crawford, so you never know for sure. But I think uh, I think they're in a good spot to keep him. So Sarah Williams wants to know. Oh wait, no, I just asked that. Sorry, bump down. Where's that? Oh yeah. So Will Lennox wants to know who's the next big time football commitment. Answer now. Oh. Get it right. Don't mess up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there's a few guys to keep an eye on for the 2020 class. I I'll tell you, man, I'm feeling better about Vernon Broughton. Well, where Arkansas stands with him, um, wouldn't surprise me if he's a guy that makes a decision early. Now, I'm not going to tell you he's – I can't sit here and tell you he's definitely going to Arkansas, but I do think they've uh, drastically increased their uh, their shot with him. So mm-hmm. Chandler Morris, I think we're in a, you know quarterback season, as I call it. You start getting into the early summer months. A lot of these quarterbacks, I mean, you just saw Jacoby do it the other day. Mm-hmm. It's time to make a decision yep. and uh, kind of be the bell cows for a class. So I think uh, that's a strong possibility. Uh, Alex Adams, maybe down in Mississippi, a wide receiver, big time. Mm-hmm. Freakishly athletic guy. Uh, I advise everybody to go check out Alex Adams, uh, wide receiver target down in Mississippi. So just a few names off the top. I'm, I'm 
trying to get settled back in after vacation last week, man. So uh, hey, pardon Dan, me if I'm not. Dan, no, no, no excuses. No excuses. <laughs> hey, still so, got the sand and the water on my mind. Man. <laughs> I hear you, man. So they just take one more wide receiver in this class. It's Colin Sullivan, Jalen Polk. Alex Adams. I mean, I've got Polk going a different direction at this point. Okay, I'm not saying that one. I'll probably uh, increase or uh, change that prediction uh, on the on the big red board. Mm-hmm. Colin Sullivan. I actually talked to Colin yesterday. He uh, told me he was expected to be up here like two weeks ago. He couldn't make the trip, and uh, he's he's planning on coming back here in the next few weeks. So mm-hmm. keeping on Colin Sullivan for a wide receiver spot, and again. Alex Adams, so potentially five wide receivers. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, that's especially when you have so many needs at other positions. So, Pete Rule got getting some love from Peyton Richardson. Wants to know how long before he's CEO of Twenty Four Seven. Luke Gillahan <laughs> also loves the baseball insight from Pete. Pete's doing a good job. Buddy. Yeah, he is. You know what? He's he's really done a good job, and it helps to have a team like that to cover. By the way. <laughs> oh yeah, that helps. Big time. <laughs> They've got it going on. Big time. Uh, what's your prediction, man? You're baseball experts, right? Um, what's gonna What's gonna happen this weekend? Man? <laughs> Arkansas is gonna win, and uh, yeah, so. yeah, they're gonna throw the ball hard and and hit them, hit the ball into the stands. <laughs> <laughs> Touch, touchdown touchdown Razorbacks yeah uh, John Oliver going by to the any way. Other games? do what are you going to the games at all yeah it's, it's possible it's possible I, I, I'll probably watch them on TV you and Pete will both be there right yeah thank God for a media credential yeah. I, I looked at some expensive. of those prices yeah man yeah. that's rough yeah I saw that uh, by the way John Oliver's watching he said he'll be for the uh, Fayetteville uh, the overnight game right yeah Sounds uh, good, John. Dame Dallas. Maybe they look. Oh, they're, he's, he's talking to John Oliver. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, all right. So there's a lot of discussion here with John Oliver talking to fans. <laughs> he's a popular dude, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody knows Big John. Yeah, he is. He's a good Bold player. Um, all right. So I think, Danny, we probably covered everything. Um, any last words of wisdom from you? No. None no, at all. I'm just ready for the weekend, man. Right, just thank, thanks for enlightening us with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. Yep. All right. Y'all have a good one. Appreciate you, Danny. So that was Danny West with hogsports.com. One more time, want to remind you to uh, throw us that thumbs up if you like Danny's content, if you like what Pete had to say, if you like the show in general, and be sure to grassroots, tell your friends. Like, share, follow, comment. You can listen on Facebook Live, YouTube, uh, or watch on Facebook Live and YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Throw us five stars on those. Throw us a review. Helps us get the message out there. And hogsports.com, just a dollar right now. One dollar for hogsports.com for your first month, or you can take 30% off your first year and get a seven-day free trial with that. So just a couple of things I wanted to go over. We'll go just a couple more minutes here. But um, Arkansas, a lot of the, the rankings have been redone on – actually done on Rivals. So 24-7 Sports, for those who aren't familiar, does a couple of rankings. They do their own individual rankings with our own panel of experts. And then they also take into account ESPN's rankings and Rivals' rankings. And they used to do Scout, but obviously Scout was absorbed by 24-7 Sports. So now all the best Scout sites are with 24-7. Uh, so there's three major ranking services. The Rivals just redid theirs recently. So there was some some movement. Zevion Capers, who was already extremely highly rated uh, on 
uh, 24-7 sports, the number 121 ranked player in the whole country, has moved up 72 spots on the composite because he was just bumped to a four-star on the other service. Uh, Savion Williams right now is at 541 overall, and so he's a little bit lower on the composite ranking. Um, Mason Mangum in 821 right now. Uh, he's a little higher on 24-7 also. He's 700 on 24-7, uh, 821 on the composite ranking. Alan Horse is a guy that surprises me a little bit that he hasn't made any move. He actually dropped 12 spots with the last uh, rankings release. So um, since inception of his first ranking, he's dropped 510 spots. I just do not get that. This kid reminds me and Danny both. Danny first pointed it out to me. He reminds me of Jeremy Sprinkle. I mean, he's got – he's a long body guy with a good offer list too. I mean, he's just offered by LSU recently. Uh, and speaking of good offer list, Brandon Frazier was recently offered by Alabama – he dropped 12 spots in the last ranking. He's actually ranked 753 nationally uh, and 899 on the composite. So 753 on 24-7 sports and 899 on the 24-7 sports composite. Takias Crawford fell two spots. But I don't think Takias Crawford has been updated yet. I don't know that he, his ranking has been updated because he was just bumped to a four-star on Rivals. On 24-7, he's number 73 ranked overall player in the country, and he's like 213 uh, on the other rankings. Garrett Hayes is not committed to Arkansas, but he's a, a player that we've talked about a whole, whole lot, recently visited, ranked number 113 player in the country now on 24-7 sports and 116 on the composite ranking. So he's received a nice bump recently uh, on one recruiting service there. Jashad Stewart is down eight spots, uh, number 609, 496 on 24-7 sports. So, again, ranked higher on 24-7 sports than the composite. It's kind of different last year. It was like flip-flop. 24-7 didn't have Arkansas commits rated quite as high, although it was still a record with 11 four-star commitments. Uh, and same deal with Jamie Vance, 611 on 24-7 sports and is 849 on the 24-7 sports composite and fell 11 spots just recently here. So that's, uh, that's where things are right now with Arkansas's um, – Commitment list. I thought there's a couple of good articles. The thing about 24/7 Sports, it's not just about, uh, it's not just about what we produce at Hogsports.com. We do a lot of great content, I think. But there's also so much going on with our network. There's a great story by Brad Carlford, Nine Reasons Why the SEC is College Football's Best in 2019. I encourage you to go. Just do a Google search for that, or go to Hogsports.com. You can find that content there. Um, like we said, Danny's revising the big red board for offense. I'm thinking that'll probably be out today or tomorrow, probably tomorrow, I would guess. The big red board for defense came out on June 3rd, so that was very recent also. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it, everybody. Let me see if we got any more questions here. I want to thank John Oliford for chiming in and answering some questions. Um, I think we've answered everything, guys. All right, so I want to thank everybody for joining us one last time. And um, – We'll be back. We're going to start doing this probably twice a week. Uh, I'm thinking Mondays and Thursdays are the best. Let me know what your ideas are on that in the comments below if you think this show would be better suited on a Monday or Thursday. I'm thinking during football season it would be like, you know, after Chad Morris's press conference, we have a whole lot of stuff to talk about from the previous game and then, um, you know, what he had to say afterwards. So I think that Monday would be a good staple time to do it. And then I'm thinking Thursday, Friday would be nice, but a lot of times I'm traveling for football games on Friday, so it's kind of impractical to do that. So I'm thinking kind of Thursday, more of a game preview stuff, wrap up what happened during the week. Let me know in the comments below what you think. Again, throw us five stars on Apple Podcast, throw us thumbs up on YouTube and, and Facebook Live, and try our free trial at hogsports.com. If you like what we do, that's our bread and butter. That's how we, how we make a living. So for Danny West, 
For Pete Roulier, this has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. 